can be beaten with everything hell can give him. I said everything hell could give him. What in the name of God could you ever be ashamed of in any way, form, or fashion that you give him glory? I'll never understand it. In my whole life, I'll never understand how we just... Sometimes... Sometimes just don't get beside ourselves and say, look, stupid, you stand there because I'm fixing to give him glory. That's why you need to talk to yourself sometimes because the only thing keeping you from doing that is the stupidness of your flesh controlling you. No, we don't act like that. That's too much etiquette. We don't really know if God's real. Well, the Bible says if that's true, we're to be pitied more than anybody. But don't you pity me. There's a soon coming glory. And if you can't look at this world and can't record the story, you'll be one that's still left when I'm sitting on his shelf. Come on, somebody. Say amen. amen. Better get a drink. I need, a, I need Modacious to come down here. Come on, Modacious. I need somebody else down here with me. She's back here on some kind of system. She's going to have to leave it for a minute. Y'all give Leticia and Modacious a hand clap as they come. Don't be acting like you shy. Don't be acting like you shy, man. <laughs> Come walking over here. Here, look, look, look at this. Look at Leticia. No, you ain't standing by him. You're still my girl. Stretch your hands toward here. Lord Jesus, I pray that this is a once in a lifetime total commitment. First to Jesus, because without him, you hardly even have a prayer. And even with him, we know the challenges. The enemy hates such a unity because God has instituted and ordained it. We thank you that their focus will always be the centerpiece of their own salvation, Jesus himself. And as a result of that, they will be drawn to each other because they'll have the same purpose, same focus, maybe different giftings, but they'll unify together to proclaim and advance the kingdom of God. In the name of Jesus, we all say, Amen. Amen. Thank you. You can do a little better job than that. Well, hallelujah. Hello, live stream. Peace. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. That's the only kind of peace you'll ever get. It'll give you the most. Huh? Amen? Hallelujah. Today I'm going to talk about New Year's because Christmas is not over. Christmas is every day of your life because there's a new birth in you every day. It should be. Everybody loves a new day. Everybody loves a new gift. Isn't that right? I got home last night from Red River. I think it took a little longer than normal. But it doesn't matter. We got there after a few wrong turns. You'd think I'd know how to get there by now, but I 
And sometimes when you want Siri to talk, she goes, should I have turned there? It looks like I should, but she didn't say turn, so I missed a turn, went a mile the wrong way and turned around and said, I'm not going to Colleen and Harker Heights. I'm not doing that. I've never done that on this road. Jan said, where are you going? She she doesn't ever drive. Just pray for her. Amen. (laughs) She handles biscuit. All right. That's that's a handful that it is. I don't even know where I was going with that, but I forgot. Mm. Anyway, I missed the turn, but I turned around, see, because you have to turn around sometimes. That's what I think one of the most difficult things in Christianity is when we miss a turn, I'm talking about, okay, so you fell back in the crap again. Can I say crap today? Why can't you, just by the grace of Almighty God, get yourself back up out of it, go the other direction, and know you feel a whole lot cleaner and better? See, there has to be an, I could have gone to Harker Heights. I think Emily and Quentin and all them were over at Harker Heights. But it would only been about a six-hour turnaround, you understand? So you have to learn how long is it going to take you to keep going the wrong way. What does it take for you to look at everybody else's situation and sometimes it's just like theirs and you go, that doesn't matter, I can do it different. Nobody else did. Nobody else did it different. Nobody else made it any better than you're going to make it because it's not the way of the world. I mean, it's not the way of the kingdom of God. It's the way of the world. But we think we can change the world. You can't change the world because Jesus did all he could do to change the world, and the world knows him not. That's what it says in 1 John. Amen? If you love the world, it says the love of the Father is not in you. You love the world, you embrace the world, the love of the Father couldn't be in you. Yes? At Red, at, everybody loves a great gift. I don't even know where I was going with that either. <laughs> everybody loves a great gift. Oh, I like that. Though. I wanted to know where I was going with that. Maybe we ought to play church clap again. I can get that. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, man. I love it. I really do. It, it just really gets me going for this sermon. How will your new year change? I'm just wondering how will it change? You know, I, I think it's ridiculous we wait for a, an appointed time like this to do that, but I think every day is a chance for you to begin a new year because when you start something, you can, you can date that time, wait for a year, and see if you really did the new year thing. The download in you has taken place. If you're born again, the download is in you. The Bible says that everything that has been given you, God has given you through Jesus that pertains to life and godliness, everything. He didn't say one thing. He didn't say a few things. He said that every one of us, especially gifted, especially anointed, especially taught, especially put into the right place, especially to do the right things. It's all been downloaded. Every single bit of it has been downloaded. And we're still waiting for the next year for it to happen. We're still waiting for another year for it to happen. We're still waiting for somebody else to get in line so we can do what we've been called to do. It's been downloaded. You've always wanted to do what somebody else gets to do. I've always, this is the truth, wanted to be 6'5", 6'6", 6'7", 6'10". I've always wanted to hang on a rim and not hang on it, but break it down like Shaq did. 
I'd break every one of them down if I could. But it's only a dream. <laughs> but in, in heaven, I may be 5'7", but I'm going to have some jumps. You got it? I guarantee I'm going to be hanging. Because why? It's been downloaded. I just don't get to use it here because it's a supernatural gift. Come on, somebody. I got some jumps coming. I know I do. Some of y'all that are, are, are on the uh, fuller side of life, don't worry about your vertical. It's coming. So as I'm short, don't matter. It's coming. I told y'all this the other day, or a few weeks ago. I never knew I was short until a couple of years ago. I finally looked. I don't know what happened. I know you think, oh, you must be slow. Well, it could be. But I never really knew I was short. Then all of a sudden, I looked in the mirror, and I went, dang, you're little. Only took me about 67 years to figure that out. Downloaded. Everything you need has been downloaded. Quit wishing for what somebody else has. Everything that you need that pertains to life and godliness. In other words, he's saying to build the kingdom of God. Jesus, one time a, a man called him good. And Jesus said, there's none good save God. Why is there none good save God? Because the good he's talking about is perfection. And he wasn't talking that he wasn't good. He didn't say, I'm not good. God's good. He was good because he was perfect. He was a man without sin, but took on sin so we could sit in here today and praise him and give him glory. But there's a different kind of goodness. It's not the kind of goodness you go out and do and get a pat on the back from the world. The kind of goodness that God puts in you to perform the download is a perfection that doesn't rely upon you, but upon him. God does nothing and depending on you. You remember in the Old Testament when, when he put Abraham to sleep? How many of y'all know this story? He put Abraham to sleep. He cut all the animals in half, and he, but he put Abraham to sleep. And then who walked through those animals? Well, there's only one. It was Jesus. It was God. He's Jesus. But who do you think walked through those animals? He knew that Abraham would never live up to that covenant. So the covenant relied upon who? It, it did. See, that was a foreshadow of the cross. That was a foreshadow. Jesus was saying, it looks like this in the law. It's still by faith, but it looks like, but there's a day coming that it'll be like this. But I'm showing you here, I'm still in charge of the covenant. Even from the very beginning, I am still in charge. I'm walking through that figure eight. Why? Because it's a new beginning. It's a new beginning. Number eight's always a new beginning. Amen? He's the one that walked through that. Who do you think depends on your covenant today? The one that said, Abraham can't keep it, so I'll put you to sleep. You almost got to sleep to yourself to see the revelation of Jesus Christ. In other words, you have to die. Isn't that right? Same covenant. Same covenant. Nothing's changed. The tradition of the New Year challenge. <laughs> really? Every year we hear the same old junk. Most churches have it so liturgized that they just say a few words, the other team responds, and they all go home and laugh and get out a cocktail or get out whatever they need to make sure that they can wash the new year away and all the lies that they told in front of everybody. And when if they did say amen, you know they didn't mean it because amen says, I agree, and we're going to do it. So be careful when you amen me. Amen? amen. Y'all are listening. <laughs> Most are in defeat before they ever attempt. Amen? amen? Come on, say amen. I'm not, that's not a trick. You, you are defeated before. I remember a, a couple of years ago, 
I did a revolution, no, resolution or revelation. Remember that one? I remember that because I did it. I don't remember what I said in it, but I remember it. You're in defeat before you ever start. So why start? Things you attempt are already set out for failure because excuses are being prepared before they are needed. You already got your excuse going if you fall on this thing. It's kind of like when you first get committed to Christ. I was so on fire and still am, and on the way home yesterday, we went back to my first few years in Christianity in, in High Island, Texas, and we listened to Dallas Home and Praise, which none of y'all probably know in here, and that's okay. I date myself severely, but I don't care. And we listened to his last days. Dallas Home and Praise did a deal. And it brought me back to where I first got saved. I mean, Jan and I both were weeping down the road. It's, just, it's a whole story of Jesus coming and dying and rising again. And then the last song is about he's coming back. And then, well, the very last song is about extending an invitation. It's so powerful. I've thought about even playing it in here. It's a 38-minute thing. When I first got saved, anybody that would come into my house, I was so on fire for Jesus. I had no, I'm not, I don't know, I was just out of my mind. I would set them down, put the headphones on them, and they wouldn't go anywhere for 38 minutes. I'd make them listen to that. And I'm telling you, ask my wife. She'll tell you it's a true story. Everybody, if you don't get saved after this, you can't get saved. Everybody come in my house, sit down, down, have a stereo set up. You know, it was a cassette. Y'all remember cassettes? Think of all the people. Think of all the things people attempt and fail they fail at because of the New Year challenge. Memberships at various workout facilities go unused. Huh. Come on, somebody. Many weight machines become clothes racks. Boy, you, you, you ordered this one especially. Yours came in right at the right time for you to set it up. Or if you didn't, you paid somebody to set it up. You got it put in right there where everybody comes and goes, oh, you're working out. <laughs> Can you tell? You know you are. You did a week, and you found out after the first workout for the next three days, you're almost dying, so you decided, well, I'm going to wait till I'm, I'm not sore till I do it again. <laughs> Come on, somebody. And then you try it one more time and go, you know what? This weight room ain't worth a flip. Every time you do this, you get sore. Look, Junior, you have to do it more than once so you can work out the soreness. Let me help you a little bit here. And those brand new $170 workout shoes will still be perfect next year. And you can start your walk then, too. Huh? Oh, I forgot. almost forgot the, the new plan for food you ordered. Hey, put it in the freezer. They say it'll last a year. You're going to do that next year. You'll start next week. Don't forget that closet you were going to clean out. The attic you used for, you, you could, could use a garage sale, couldn't it? And yes... We'll begin the new budget next month, and the most important and first forgotten is family time. We're just too busy. It's family time. We're just too busy. We said we were going to, but after the first weekend, we didn't change. The, we didn't change. We didn't change. We, I know I sound like I'm stuttering, but I want you to get a point here. We didn't change anything. Instead of us calling it a new, new year, I've got four things we're going to call it. Okay, and I want you to I want you to hear this. If you have something to write down right now, I promise you, if you'd put this up on a mirror and read it every day, it's not going to be long. You can just write down these four things. I promise you, it'll change your life. 
it would at least begin to inflict some, some real good stuff in your life. Let's call it what it needs to be called so we can produce real results. Let's start out by calling it, number one, a now year. It's a now year. It's now. What does now mean? Not, not yesterday, not a moment ago, three weeks ago, not last year, but now has already passed after I said now. And now I'm in now. Now I'm in now. It's a now year. Bless God, there are just some things that need to be done now. Now. They need to be done now. There are so many of you that are still putting off things and that what God has told you and you won't do them. And you wonder why. I was talking with a sister before church today and we were talking about that sometimes we stay in seasons longer than we should because even though it's a work of God, Romans eight twenty eight, we don't get it figured out until almost the last of the verse. We're still trying to work through the way we want to or blame somebody for the position we're in when we were given many warning signs not even to consider the, the situation we got into. You put them off. Things are not better. You've made excuses. Blamed everyone else. Pitch that fit. It's a now year. John four forty two. I'm going to tell you how now it is. Remember the woman at the well? You know, I'm not going to tell you the whole story. I'm just going to tell you the punchline. John four forty two. She had gone back to town, brought Jesus. The whole town got saved, remember? This was this sort of a prostitute kind of girl. Didn't care much about herself. You can always tell me you don't care much about yourself because you will, uh, you treat yourself bad. Because that's what you think you deserve. You just treat yourself bad. I must be a low scum. I must be pathetic. I must not have no... I'm going to get to that one too. I want you to listen though, but this is now. I'm talking about now. It's a now year. John 4, 42 said to the woman, Now, now, everybody say now. Now. Now we believe, not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves and know that this indeed is the Christ, the Savior of the world. See, when you finally get to a place where somebody talks to you about Jesus, and for years you've listened, but you don't ever hear. There's many things in your head that's against Jesus because you don't understand how the world looks like it's more powerful than Jesus. You don't understand that there truly is a devil loose and he's controlling the universe to a certain degree because he's been given that right to do so. And the only way to combat that is to become a unified body of Christ and offer prayer up consistently to see the hand God to, to see the hand of God break the grip of the enemy. It's not going to happen anywhere else, in any way else. And I'll tell you another thing: we need to start doing that now. You know, it's funny. We're in a crazy sort of pandemic kind of way, and you'd think people would be drawn to prayer like flies to honey, or whatever else they're drawn to. But we're not. Because we're still waiting for our government to make the now change. Come on, somebody. Line up out there and get your vaccine. You really think that's going to do it? Is that the now change for you? Is that what you think is going to happen? Do you understand? There will always be things introduced to our society to find out whether you're a believer or not. Amen. 
I'm not telling you not to go get it. I'm telling you, you need to prayerfully consider all things and make decisions that are, are justifying the Holy Spirit saying now. Now. Everybody say now. Because a lot of times we don't say it with a thought right now. I'm going to do that now. What that means is you're going to get to it when you get to it and probably won't be until next year. John 16, 30. Now. Everybody say now. Now. That's not good. Now. We are sure that thou knowest all things and needest not that any man should ask thee. By this we believe that thou camest from, forth from God. Now. There's a now. You have to have a now in your life. July 17, 1980, there was a now. I was downloaded and things began to work out in my life. Sometimes they were more difficult to work out. Sometimes they were easier. It depends on how submissive I was to God. If I wanted it to be difficult, get ready. He can use a sander or he can use a a table saw. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Am I the only one? Say now. I'd rather use a fine sandpaper. Just scrape a little bit off the top, Jesus. Sorry, on me, he had to go deep. Come on, how many of y'all do you have to go deep on? Huh? Yeah, it's all right. Hey, when he gets through cleaning it up, don't it feel good when you get that infection out? Say now. now. Romans 13, 11. And that knowing the time, that what? Now. That what? Now. That now. It is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than we believe. Now, you think, and it could be, and it's part of an application, that is the soon coming king. But it's also your salvation is the fact that you finally come to a reality that now you're to follow the kingdom of God. Isn't that great advancement? Isn't that great, uh, a great decision? It's now. It's now to stop saying that you're going to compromise because it feels better. Now's the time to do it. Not tomorrow. Not when the new year gets. How about the new year starts now? So everybody say now. 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 I like now. It's a now year. I want you to think about that. I only have three more points and they're not long. Now. It's now. You've told your wife many things. Hadn't you? You told your husband many things, hadn't you? You told your parents many things. You told your kids many things. But the now never happened. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching. The now never happened. Never happened. Things are going to get better, I promise. You never told them when because you don't know when because you're not looking at a now. See, for things to change, there has to be something in the now that changes the future. So when the future gets there, the now becomes reality. And you look back and go, I have made steps to change. Isn't Isn't it just damning to look at your situation and look back and go, you said you were going to change. And that means you had to get off that line. And you moved over a little bit. And then you step back where you were. Isn't that horrible? Don't you just, I know how that feels. I'm not condemning any of you. I've been there. But bless God, how much better is it when you finally get off that line and you go, that's one line, by the grace of God, I'm not going back on. It's now. Stop waiting for tomorrow. It's now. The things God's talking to you about are now. You say, well, I feel like he's quit talking to me because every time he does, you put it on tomorrow. 
tomorrow. You got such a backlog of stuff, he can't even download. I'm sorry, there's no room on this receiver. He will not listen to his messages because he's too busy and too important. Oh, shout me down when I'm preaching good now. This phone is not set up for an answering machine. Oh, my God, help me. At least I was smart enough to get my grandkids and my kids to help me set up my answering machine. Why? Because I might miss it now. Isn't it the truth? Some of y'all won't even get them. You're too important. I'm too bad. I can't answer machine full. I'm thinking, well, he doesn't know how to use it. Isn't that right? It's full and he doesn't know it because he doesn't listen to it. Huh. How come nobody's leaving a message anymore? Because it's full, goober. Huh? Now, secondly, it's a no year. No. I like this. Huh? First thing a baby learns is what? It ain't daddy, mama, nothing. It's no. Why? Because Adam said no to God, and that's why it's in us. Yeah, the baby's innocent. Absolutely. Child dies innocent, goes to heaven innocent. We all know that. But they still know no. Everybody say no. Ooh, I like this. Many are so miserable in their own decisions, but their comfort lies in this sickness of no. No. I'm not moving. No, 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 not ch- no, no, no. Well, I want you to pray. No, no, I ain't even going to pray about it. You're not talking to me about it because I don't do that. I don't do ministry. Are you kidding? I don't do anything for free. Nope, 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 Tithe? Are you crazy? You know what those fools will do with that money up there? Nope, 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 nope. I trust the way I handle it better than God. Whoop, 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 whoop. That's what you're saying when you don't tithe. I don't, don't say amen. Don't, uh, well, you better be a tithe. Well, but I'll, I'll cut your tongue out. I'm not going to do that. I forgot live stream. This stands for Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. He's the best. He's the most. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Let God suck it to you. Why not? That's old school, ain't it? Socket to you. You know how old that is? There's a cake called a socket to you cake. Isn't it a good cake? I like it without icing, but sometimes my daughter should drip that stuff. I like it without icing. Boy, a good cup of coffee with that. Mm. I'd say uh, I need to say no to that. Because I wear bigger shirts than you think. It's all right. You're so miserable in this sickness. This is a no year. No, I'm not going to do those things that do not benefit the kingdom of God. What'd you say? No. Well, well, well but look, they're offering. No. Yeah, but it looks no. It's just no. That's not what I'm doing. No, I said no to advancing the kingdom of darkness any longer. I said no. But it's going to be offered every single day. And every single day, you're going to have to have the same what? Well, that's pretty weak on this side. Leroy, what'd you say? No. No. Sometimes y'all drag it out. No. That means like, maybe. It looks pretty good. The answer's got to be no. I'm not doing that anymore. No. And I'm going to get to the others. Just hang on. Genesis 8, 9. But the dove found no rest. You can say, how does no? No rest. Somebody say no rest. I'm talking to you today in Jesus. Billy, you know what no rest is, don't you? You know what no, you know, you know I know. 
Me and you've talked. You know. You, I know you know. Had your heart broke. But it was because you didn't want the rest of Jesus. Isn't that right? That's why it happened to me. The things I've done that I had no rest, believe me, silly decisions. No rest. For the sole of her foot, and she returned unto him. Say, no rest. rest. Unto him and to the ark. For the waters were on the face of the whole earth. Then he put forth his hand and took her and pulled her under the ark. He let her back out after some things had dried up. Now listen to me. I want you to hear this. She found no rest in, in the world's liquidation. She found no rest in the waters of the world. Remember, this was a flood. It had taken over the whole earth. And he set this dove out of the ark and see if there's a place for us to... She found no rest until you dry up some of those places that you keep running to. You'll never have rest. Those places need to dry up so when God sets you out, you got a place to land. You got a place... Oh, now... As a matter of, I, yeah, I, I got to, I don't have to be down there. He's called me up here. Now, I'm saying no so I can have the rest that I need. There's some things that have to dry up. But sometimes they feel good. Sometimes we, he knows he loves us anyway. We know he loves us. And we just go, well, I know he's not going to condemn me for it. So, Isn't that right? They have to dry up. When you say no long enough, you know what it does? It dries it up. So there's a now year. Say now. Now. There's still a no year, so let's look at no. Nehemiah 6, 2, and 3. Nehemiah came back after the Babylonian. No, yeah, I think it was. Desecration of the temple. Him and Ezra came back, and they started to rebuild the temple. And he had some problems with some people in the area. Tobias, Sanballat, and there was one more. I can't remember his name. Maybe I'll think about it in a minute. Geshem. There you go. Now you'd read it. See, she's reading. And uh, he's building the walls, and they're, they're really up there working. God's called them to do this work. See, they were resting in God, but they were what? They were what? Are y'all not with me today? That's not amen. That's just saying working. That means you're going to start working. You should be anyway. I shouldn't have to, you know, give you some kind of punch to do that. So they were working, and these people hollered down and said, look, we need to go meet in the land of Ono. Now, I don't know about you, but that's like flags are going everywhere. Are you listening to me? I mean, we're going to meet in the land of Ono? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. That don't sound good to me. Somebody better talk somebody. Oh, no. What do you think? We ought to go to oh, no? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, he's got the right answer. See, George, y'all don't know. That's the right answer, George. Oh, no. So what does Nehemiah tell him? No, I'm not going down to the land of oh, no. I'm not going down for y'all to kill me. I've been called to the purpose of God. There's some of y'all that are entertaining going to the land of oh, no. And you already know what's going to happen there. But you're going anyway, like a lamb led to slaughter. Listen, Jesus was being led because it was the will of God and the love of God in Christ. 
That's not the same as you being led by the nose by the enemy. It's a different story. He said, no. Too many times have we reckoned, have we beckoned to the call of the enemy. It's time to tell him it's a no year. Can you say no year? Can you say now year? How about no year? Now, don't get these mixed up and say no to God. That ain't what I'm talking about. <laughs> Here's another one. Isaiah 30, 21. And thine ears shall hear a word from behind thee. I'm kind of liking this. This is the way, walk you in it, when you turn to the right and when you turn to the left. You will not veer from the path the Lord has called you on because he is behind your decisions. He's behind your decisions so no doesn't have to come so often because you've already said no enough times to where you build up a surplus. Are you listening to me? The enemy comes and he already knows, well, I can't try to get you this way. So he doesn't even try that anymore. So he comes in another way and you go, oh, I see what you're doing now. You used to come this way. Now you're coming through this door. No, it's still no. Huh? It's still no. The no year allows us to hear God and follow him. So what is God telling you to say no to? What is he telling you to say no to? It's a now year, it's a no year. And if you don't believe that every one of us in here need to do something now and need to say no now, then we're deceived. Amen. There's one of you that believe that and the rest of you are going, I ain't saying amen because that means I agree. You have to. Thirdly, are you ready? Are y'all getting anything or just it's me? This is a no year. Look up here, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's a no year. It's a now year. It's a no year. It's a no year. Come on, this is a great kind of year. This is the one we have coming that I'm trying to set you up for success in Christ. I'm a Christian. Well, how come you look like your face been sucking on a lemon for all these years? How come it looks like you're not blessed and everybody else is? Well, they are. I have a limp for everybody. Isn't that the truth? We can't get going because every time I make a step up, I get knocked down. You might be stepping in the wrong places. That's why you're shoved to the ground. It's a no year. Far too long we've settled with being an immature Christian. Yeah, I'm a Christian. (laughs) Don't I look like it? Don't I talk like it? I'm a Christian. When did you get saved? Oh, about 10 years ago. You go to church? You don't have to go to church to be a Christian, stupid. Well, you're not reading the Bible then. Hebrews 10, 25 negates that statement. It's a no year. It's time we implement what we know. Stop telling everyone what you know and start living who you know. So you tell somebody you're a Christian and it's just like watered down trash in the world today. If they don't see anything in you that looks like Jesus, or and they don't even know it, but you're convicting them and not even trying, then they don't believe you're anything. You're not trying to convict them, but you're so in opposition. Oil and water can never mix. Isn't it the craziest thing? Shake them up, do what you want to do. That's why a real Christian is never happy without in the vices of the world, no matter how he tries to mix, he can't mix. You can't mix 
You want to because everybody likes you more. You got more friends. Everybody just thinks you're better looking. Well, maybe not in my case. But you know what I'm talking about. It's a no year. Come on, what do you know about Jesus? What do you know about the Bible? What do you know about Christianity? What do you know about the church? Do you have any history or knowledge? You only want to say something bad. You want to know, you, you know more things about sporting events than you, knew, than you know who's taking you to heaven. My God, if somebody asked you a favorite scripture, you'd say, uh, is that in the Bible? No, it's true. We know more about everything. More, I mean, we think it's our duty to know more about the world than we do about the God and the Jesus that saved us. This is a no year. It's time to throw ignorance out the door. Ignorance is not dumb. Ignorance is you haven't taken the time to learn it. It's a no year. Quit letting somebody come up and tell you, you go to the remnant church, you know that's a cult. You don't even know what a cult is. It's a place that believes in one thought, one vision, and in unity. What do you think the whole body of Christ should be in the world today? It ought to be the biggest cult if you use the right definition that there is. (laughs) Wow, we got one Savior, one Lord, one baptism. Come on, somebody. And the church is just as divided as anybody else. And I hate to tell you this, the church is just as prejudiced as anybody else. If you're saved and you're still prejudiced, you need to come up here at this altar call and I'm going to pray for you. Because Jesus is the one that should have been prejudiced, but he didn't. He isn't. He wasn't. Isn't that right? If anybody that could be prejudiced. Remember the, the prostitute that he said, is there anybody that can cast the first stone? And, she, and, he, and he said, well, who cast the first stone? She said, nobody. Who was the only one that could cast the first stone? Because he was righteous. And he said, no, nah, I, I don't condemn you either. Go and sin no more. He said, don't do, you're not a prostitute ever again in your life. And how could you not sin no more? I just wanted to ask this, see what you know. This is what about you know, huh? Okay, believe in Jesus. Explain. You have to trust him to take care of those things. Okay, okay. Not that sin. Not that sin, that's true. It's not that sin, but how can you not even do that sin anymore? And I'm taking you someplace, and you should know. Say no. I know, I know this. Say it. I know this. I know. The only way that she can never do that again is get born again, because no matter what she did, it's been forgiven at the cross. So she could never do that sin again. I don't care if she did. That doesn't give you a right to sin. Romans 6.1 says that. You understand what he was saying? You're never going to sin again because you're going to be found in me. And if you're in me, I have taken your sin. Good God, help me. There ain't even a hand clap because that's what he did for you. And don't do it. It won't be real. It'll be a golf clap. First Timothy 1.12, for the... For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I, for I, come on, are you awake in here? Am I the only one having fun? 
I know. There's something you have to do in your life that you need to make a stand. And if you can't talk in this church, don't go to another one. Because you surely can't talk, raise your hand, speak in tongues, and just get filled with the Holy Ghost. Say, I know. I know and am persuaded, and whom I believe and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed to him against that day. Whether that day be the day that I leave and see him face to face, or whether it be 25 years from now, or whether it be in a new ministry that he's calling me to, the point is, I know and I am persuaded. I said I know and I am persuaded. Would you please somebody in here start to know something and get persuaded to do something? You've told me you know too long. I know. You know Jesus, don't you? Everybody else says they do too. But young people are still dropping their pants in the back seat of a car thinking this is love. No, it's abuse. The reason why people do that is because they don't know. They don't know. You're always looking to find your identity in something crazy. And you'll never find your purpose. You'll never find your uniqueness. And you'll never find the confidence that God has given you in Christ Jesus. Never. Through any other mode, method, whatever it's going on, you'll never find it. This is a no year. Psalm 100.3. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. And that he has made us and not we ourselves and we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Do you know that? You read that and go, yeah, I know that. Well, how come you don't act like there's somebody guarding you? How come you don't act like somebody's taking you in and out of the pasture, putting you behind still waters, putting you in places of confidence and trust and belief and faith with no doubt? Nothing comes against you because you speak the word of God against it. I have to be careful telling you about knowing something. Do you know what God called Moses to? Everybody know? He called him, gave him a special word. Stand upon that mountain, lift that, and the red seal part. Lift your staff, didn't he? How come, how come, listen, how come that we take that word that God gave Moses and we use it for ourselves? Unless God speaks to you in some kind of form in the Holy Ghost, tells you to step out in a situation where it looks like your whole family's going to drown, you're going to drown, don't you stand up in front of that sea because you're going to make God look foolish. He didn't call you. Just because he called Moses, he didn't call you. He called Moses for a special ministry. Are you listening to me? Am I telling you he might use that? Absolutely. But am I telling you you can take that scripture and put it out of context and say, I know. God told me to stand up, help my family, part the devil in my life, in my family's life. Unless he's called you to say something like that, keep your mouth shut. There's another scripture. People like to say this to people in trouble. You're going to live and not die. People in serious trouble, people in serious situations. I've never used that. You know why? Because God didn't tell me to say it. Because I want to say it. When people are in comas, when people are sick, when people are, I want to come out and say something and until God tells me to say it, I'm not going to say it. Even though I know it's in the Bible. Are y'all listening to what I'm trying to teach you? Just because it's in the Bible doesn't mean you can take it out of context and use it for yourself. 
I'm not saying he, you can't use it, but make sure that he's told you to use it. Psalm 4111. By this I know, say I know, that thou favorest me because my enemy does not triumph over me. Do you know that? That if you walk in the favor of God, your enemy can't win over you. So to me, it looks like this. If you're not winning, you're not on the right path. I did a message one time at the bar. You know what the title of it was? Winning is not, doesn't always look like winning. I'll never forget it. I'm sure some of y'all were here. You remember that sermon. Winning just doesn't always look like winning. In the faith, sometimes it looks like you're just getting hammered. But all you have to do is stay the course. When you were getting hammered with drugs and alcohol and hell raising, you stayed the course and you reaped the... Not that it wasn't a benefit. Psalm 4.3, but know that the Lord has set apart him that is godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call unto him. Ooh. That's a good no, isn't it? See, listen, you know how much scripture I could have used? I'm just using a couple because I want you to know this is a now year. This is a no year. This is a no. I know. I'm tired of somebody telling me what Christianity is. Listen, when anybody talks to me about Christianity, especially people that don't go to church and don't read their Bible, here's what I want to know. How many times have you read the Bible all the way through? Uh, I've never read any of it. So you're going to sit here and tell me something about the Bible. You need to go do some research before you come to me. In about 40 years, I'll let you talk to me. I'm not being arrogant. But by God, if you had not put any time in with God, you haven't developed a relationship with God, let me tell you what you don't know. <laughs> you understand? Do I know it all? About a millionth sixteenth or whatever. I just don't know a whole lot of anything about the Bible. But I read it all the time. I've read it many times all the way through. And I know. And I am persuaded. Amen? Amen. The Bible is full of what we must know to be responsible to and for advancing the kingdom of God. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction, and righteousness. Do you know that those are almost everything that Americans detest? Come on, somebody say that. Isn't it true? Is there any one of you who won't come up here and let me correct you? You say something to me and I'll walk out of here. Isn't it the truth? Why, you don't even believe somebody's a real man of God. Well, you don't dress like one. You got gold teeth. You don't have any hair. You know, it's funny. I really evolved. I came in here with a mullet. Come on, somebody. I still love mullets. If I had enough hair to grow a decent mullet, I would. <laughs> Laugh all you want to. I changed the name of it to the jet. You know, you had a tail back here. Then I went from uh, long hair with a ponytail. I was thinking about that today. Then I'm bald-headed again. I don't know what's going on. But I know that the Word of God does this. That's what it's for. So if that's what it's for, why don't I put myself into the middle of it to find out what his correction? Because it's only for your protection. Amen? Amen? So if I know. So I know it's a... It's a now year. Say now. now. Say no. no. Say I know. I know. So we know that's the kind of new year we have coming. Are you ready? Are you excited? 
I really am. If you'll keep these down and understand what they're... And you can take them and expand them in the Bible as far as you want to go for the rest of your life. But what I'm hoping today is some of you will see you're in a rut. You know what a rut is, right? It's a grave with both ends kicked out. That's what a rut is. You knew that. It's a grave with both ends kicked out. That's what a rut is. Can't get out, though, because it's too deep. And you put yourself in it. Amen? Amen? The last kind of year will be a never year. It's a never year, Howard. There's going to have to be somebody that decides in your life, I'm never. These things will never. I will never blank again. By the grace of God given to me in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, I will never. Now listen, every one of these things, the now, the no, the I know, and the never, all depend on one thing. You've been downloaded, which means you're born again, which means you have an assigned grace given to you. What is grace? Through the Holy Ghost, it's the power of God working in you and through you. So the reason why I say, every time I say something I'm never going to do again, it's always by the grace of God. Because it doesn't depend on me, even though I said I agree with him in my covenant, it was him and through his blood that says, no matter what you do, you can't separate yourself from me. It's my covenant. I walked through the animals. I died on the cross. I split the world in half. And it was my body that stood for you. Are you getting this? I want you to get this. It's now. It's a now year. By the grace given to me, because I'm born again, I will never... Now you fill it in. Don't say it out loud. Just fill it in. You say, but I can't do it. He's not asking you. Where you're weak, he is, boom, he's strong. America has turned so far away from God. He's taken away his favor, and he's turned his face from America. You can't kill thousands and thousands and millions and millions of babies without there being a repercussion. And it's sad to say we're all going to pay for it because you live here. Never. What's your never? Think about it. Have you thought about it? What are you going to do now? Think about it. And try not to do too many because I know what you'll do. You'll start putting clothes on the weight machine. Are y'all with me? You'll start putting clothes on the weight machine. And you know why you put clothes on it? So you can cover that stinking thing up. And somebody someday, 10 years later, will walk in and go, man, this thing looks brand new. You want to buy it? (laughs) This is one of those things I didn't do. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Romans 6, Romans, my favorite book in the Bible, has been for about nine months. Romans 6 says this. 
knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death had no more dominion. Now, you know what that means, don't you? Death is the final thing that could control you to stop you from going to heaven. So he took all this stuff that kills you, sin and the law. He took it. So when he rose again, he even destroyed death. Can you imagine somebody to die and take on the sin of the world? I don't know why everybody doesn't think Christianity is the great. There's no other faith that proclaims this. Just be good enough. I already told you about good. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. And what that's talking about is the law, right? You know about the law? They had to sacrifice animals quite often. But after you get found in Christ, the sacrifice is brand new every single time you mess up. It's every single time. And we also live in such dastardly backward motion of where we were and what we once did. Because if nothing else, some people in our family or some people in your friends remind you of it. Isn't it true? You know, I mean, they don't even mean to, but they do. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon. Won't you reckon? You know, that's, a, that's an old country term everybody thinks, but it's an old Bible term. Why don't you reckon something today? Say reckon. reckon. It's time as a day of reckoning. What's that mean? There is going to be something that causes an event to take place that changes the course of my direction. Reckon. Honey, you going to get that milk today? I reckon. You going to call so-and-so today? I reckon. That's not reckoning in this sense. This is a reckoning of a paramount event coming in vision, and there has to be a decision. That's reckoning. Likewise, reckon. Say reckon. You also yourselves to be dead unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey its lust thereof. Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under, grace. under, grace. what's grace? The power of God given to you when you were born again. Everything that pertains to life and godliness was downloaded in you right then. And when that happens, you have to begin your journey to, to dismantle, unload everything that God gave you. And it takes a lifetime to do it. And it's, an, it's a great event. It's unbelievable to be, to be dismantling and unpacking all the things that God did. And see, it's like me learning technology. I have to work at it. But I'll tell you this, in the Bible it's the same way. To learn the ways of the Lord, even though it's been downloaded, you have this opposition called the flesh. So you're fighting two entities. But it's who you feed the most is who wins. And if I feed my flesh more, who do you think wins? But if I feed my spirit, come on somebody, who wins? That's who wins. See, that's why Paul said, I'm in and of myself absolutely useless. 
But he knew who resided. He knew who took up residence. He knew who abideth in him. <laughs> Amen? God help us all. You're under grace. This is your never year. Never again to be nominated, but to become, by the grace of God, the dominator. <laughs> You're the dominator. You're a bad man, like old Mo. You bad. See how Mo walk up here? He got that, that's that Bronx walk, I don't know. <laughs> you know he's a drummer, don't you? He's a drummer for KB. That guy can play the drums. I sat in here one day for about 45 minutes, and he beat them. I, I first met him, I called him a barrel beater. That's a drum set, yeah. I thought he'd make it good, and he didn't get onto it, so I dropped it. <laughs> he didn't say, man, that sounds cool. Where'd you get barrel beater? So I just kind of dropped that. I didn't think it was that cool anymore. It was kind of a never thing. I'm never going to say it again after today. <laughs> Y'all didn't get it, and he surely didn't get it because he hadn't Facebooked me back and said, here's your friendly barrel beater. And whatever. I guess I better move forward in this message today. You're a dominator. Why? Because the same spirit that lives in you is the one that raised Christ from the dead. Quit telling me what you can't do. I already know what you can't do because I'm human just like you. And I know what I can't do. I can make you a list. But it's not up to me, but it's up to me to depend on who gave me his power to overcome. So what kind of year is it? It's going to be a now year. Say now. now. It's going to be a no year. No. It's going to be I know year. I know. Now it's going to be a never year. Never. That's the only four points I have. I'm done. Y'all going to look at this. 7, 1134. I need to start putting on church clap again. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs>